Hello, and welcome to the podcast. You are listening to Coffee and Books. I am your host, Scott. Welcome. Today's topic is going to be a great one. We have an action thriller mystery novel by today's author, Harlan Coben. Today's book is called Fool Me Once. It came out in 2016, and we're going to talk about that now. This is the inside cover edition. You think you know the truth, but the truth is you know nothing. In the course of eight consecutive number one New York Times bestsellers, millions of readers have discovered Harlan Coben's page-turning thrillers, filled with his trademark edge-of-your-seat suspense and gut-wrenching emotion. And fool me once, Coben once again outdoes himself. Former special ops pilot Maya, home from the war, sees an unthinkable image captured by her nanny cam while she is at her work. Her two-year-old daughter is playing with Maya's husband, Joe, who was brutally murdered two weeks earlier. The provocative question at the heart of the mystery, can you believe everything you see with your own eyes, even when you desperately want to? To find the answer, Maya must finally come to terms with deep secrets and deceit in her own past before she can face the unbelievable truth about her husband and herself. Okay, now let's go to the back here. Praise for Harlan Coben. Coben is simply one of the all-time greats pick up any of his thrillers and you'll find a riveting twisty surprising story with a big beating heart at its core this is gillian flynn the best-selling author of gone girl harlan coben is the internationally best-selling author of more than 20 previous novels including the number one new york times bestsellers the stranger missing you six years stay close live wire caught Long Lost and Hold Tight, as well as the Myron Boltiar series and aimed at a young adults featuring Myron's nephew, Mickey Boltiar. The winner of the Edgar, Seamus, and Anthony Awards, he lives in New Jersey. All right, perfect. So, if you can, in case you couldn't tell, this guy comes highly praised, is an excellent author of writing mystery suspense novels. Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought this was my first time reading uh, through this type of work, um, in this case, a mystery by this author, I it really had me going. I really couldn't guess to the ending. I gotta say, when I normally read a novel, the biggest problem I find with suspense thrillers and novels and mysteries is that you already know what is going to happen. So anytime I have an author like this who catches me off guard, I love it. I love the story. Okay, so let's go into some of the plot spoilers now. So if you are planning on reading this book, I would recommend it. Again, I give it a 5 out of 5, but we're just going to kind of analyze and dissect what happened in the story now. Okay, so Fool Me Once, as we've established, Maya is home from the war, gets a nanny cam after her husband's funeral, and notices a strange image of her dead husband playing with her two-year-old child on this computer screen. And of course, as we all know from... This type of experience that could be very daunting. She doesn't begin to trust herself, but of course, you know, any like any sane person would, they would go through their life questioning every decision they ever made. If all of a sudden they saw a ghost, so in this case, it was not a ghost. It was a photoshopped image on top of uh, a person who pretended to be Joe. Um, The story, like I said, leaves you guessing at every corner and turn. And I primarily liked and enjoyed the fact that you didn't quite know who the bad guy was. In fact, I, you had an inkling the whole time, and but they gave you a lot of clues to say, you know, the main bad person could be, you know, the mother-in-law. 
or the main bad person could be Joe himself, or the main bad person could be the gardener. You know, you just don't know. You know, for most mystery novels, as I'm sure all of you have read, and Agatha Christie fans especially, I'm sure all of you know this, but the butler does it nine out of ten times. Um, that's just how these types of suspense and thrillers work. It's a scorned employee who comes back and haunts it. Or, in this case, it was not that. But they were definitely working in conjunction with the evil mother-in-law and family. Uh, so, Fool Me Once, of course, is fantastic in every way. But, again, I just want to say I really enjoyed the fact that uh, the character became more and more desperate. Maya became more desperate throughout the novel. In the beginning, you kind of see a rational, calm person, but as the stress sort of eases on her and she starts having PTSD nightmares and you start living through this experience with her, you begin to understand that war is hell and that, in particular, this novel does a good job of explaining that. Anyway, uh, the surprise ending, of course, is that Maya is killed live and on TV, and is what actually ends up setting up the ending of the novel, where all the characters, you know, are arrested who are bad, and the family is destroyed forever that she had once trusted so much, that this family, which had kept secrets the entire, entire time of their existence, is finally outed for who they really are, evil, and against the Empire. Okay, so, what do I like about this? Well, I mean, I just want to say, again, I can't sing enough praises here, but let's talk about maybe what I don't like, actually. What I don't like about it is it kind of gives the impression to me that anyone who's rich and powerful is evil. Uh, Again, it's just a novel, and they have to create characters, but if every novel you ever read was that a rich, wealthy person acted like this, you know, I'll do anything to keep making more money, I'll do anything to have an affair, I'll do anything to have you know, more power over other people and cause them harm or kill people and hide the secrets and blackmail people. Yeah, you would think every single person you met who's rich is actually an asshole. And that's what I want to say. I don't believe that. I don't believe that every single one of these people and this entire family that they describe in detail is actually going to be like that in real life. In real life, I think you would have some people who are actually good, who are donating their time and energy and money to charity, or some people who actually care. At least that's what I want to believe, that not everyone is that going to be that rich jerk person that is stereotyped in this novel. Maya is also stereotyped as, like I said, the, an army soldier living with guilt after hitting and destroying, using a Tomahawk missile, the wrong uh, type of SUV who she thought had terrorists in it, that guilt lives with her. Um, we kind of see that in the novel. But there's a moment I don't like in the story where Maya is supposed to be this righteous person the whole novel, and she breaks down and basically says that she did not want her fellow soldiers to die. She did not listen to command. She issued the firing order on her own merit and ended up killing innocent civilians as a result. And it was because of this reason that she was demoted in the novel, and you feel her heartbreak and her sympathy, but the truth is it kind of comes across as not really sympathetic. To me, it kind of comes across as, well, I killed innocent civilians because I needed to, uh, you know, save my people who were more important than the innocent life of whoever was in that vehicle. You know, they came at us, they were charging us, it looked like terrorists, I did my job, right? That's what she says in the novel. But 
to me, this is irresponsible, reckless. I'd like to think any person in that situation, you know, with their comrades coming down, would think to themselves, you know, if there's 50-50 shot, that there's even a remotely an innocent person in that vehicle, I would not take the shot. At least until I had some type of confirmation that who was coming down that road was actually bad. Okay. So, uh, that's what I like and don't like about the novel. Again, please check it out. If you like this podcast, please remember to share it. I think that's very important. We're starting to get more lessons. We're now up to 210 views, which I am very excited about. I want to hear from you. I want to know what novels you want me to read. Uh, please reach out to me, if you'd like, via email. My email address is scott, S-C-O-T-T, Bernstein, B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N, 16, at yahoo.com. Again, that's scott, S-C-O-T-T, Bernstein, B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N, 16, at yahoo.com. Again, I'd like to know, where are you listening from? Are you in the United States? Are you overseas? Where are you at? What made you want to listen to this podcast? I would love to know. Can you help me get more followers? I would love to share this with other people. Again, this is a great novel, and I think that if you like this type of story, you're going to want to read every single one of this guy's books like I do right now. Um, So, remember, thank you again for sharing and liking, reviewing, uh, maybe rate it wherever you get this podcast. If you get an apple, write a comment. I appreciate it. Um, Anything else you want to say, feel free to go ahead and do. And uh, thank you again. And uh, have a good weekend. I hope all of you had a happy July 4th. Or if you're in the U.S. and if you're elsewhere, I hope you have a good weekend. Thanks. This is Scott signing off.